everybody. Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. That's me. Hey, I'm excited to do a podcast today. Yeah, I sure hope so, because that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're content creators, creating content hey, for the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're and influencers. We're that, influencing people to listen to this. <laughs> you out that there, way, we're very unique. Yeah. yeah. You guys out there are content, content consumers. Yes. Consuming content from the internet. And we're marketing our voices to you through the internet. <laughs> Yeah, 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 there you go. I feel like normally we just explain what the sports outsider is. We've never yeah. gone deeper to really lay out the podcast. Well, you do have a lot of knowledge when it comes to the world of internet content. That's yeah. Sort of yeah, thing. that's what I do for a day job. If we were to do an internet content show, we'd have two outsiders. That's true. Well, you're not an outsider. You create internet content for a living as well. But not not internet content that people read. Yeah, but or, you're you get to be a contrarian. Solar roadways are a bad idea. Click they, click 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 click. They click, are click, a bad click, idea. So on the show today, sure. I, I believe we have uh, a, a CIA, a former CIA person. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. we do. We've well, got his well, name is John Gruff, and he's going to be Gruff, and he's here to yeah. talk about the Russian doping scandal. Yes, basically. John yeah. Gruff. Apparently, he was a Cold War. He was a uh, worked for the Americans during the Cold War. He's got yeah. a lot to say about the Russians. Right. Says it, apparently, it goes a lot deeper than we're even thinking right now. Yeah, so that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And we have a know your mascot yeah, segment. Better know yeah. your mascot with uh, who, who we got? Pistol Pete. Uh, Ooh, Pistol Pete who is the mascot for Oklahoma State Cowboys. Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Pistol Pete going to be on here. Could have had a cowboy as their mascot. Went the other way. Well, I think Pistol Pete is Pistol a Pete wears a like a ten gallon hat and has a gun. Oh. You see, like like a cowboy. He's oh, dressed like a cowboy. Oh, I see. It's a cowboy named Pistol Pete. Phil. I thought that it was a guy named Pete whose nickname was Pistol. Oh, wait, Pistol Pete Maravich, a famous basketball yeah, player. There we go. Sports outsider, that's very what I, good. That's what I thought was. <laughs> I was thinking of that basketball player. No, I wasn't. No, you weren't. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics, Death Watch. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics, Death, 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 Death Watch. Brought to you by Endless Hole Funeral Home. We'll throw your loved one into a hole where they'll fall for miles. Why dig multiple graves when you just could dig one big one? Right. I think they found a market inefficiency and they're exploiting it. Yeah. I agree. That's a win. World Anti-Doping Agency wants Russia in timeout. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. The World Anti-Doping Agency. Do you know the abbreviation for that? Uh, W-A-D-A. WADA. WADA. What a load what of What a crap. name. Uh, <laughs> what a acronym. <laughs> so WADA has recommended that the IOC, that's the International Olympic Committee, and the International Paralympic Committee ban all Russian athletes, regardless of sport, from the 2016 Summer Games in Rio de Janeiro. The Whoa. Paralympics, too? Well, you know what? This, of course, <laughs> caused some Twitter uproar. What of the Special Olympics? What's with the <laughs> right. selective punishment? That is a little strange. What kind of message does that send? Not a great one. No. 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 Not a good one at all. They thought of them as Scooby Snacks. They were unaware they were taking steroids. Though. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Uh, but, yes, the Paralympics, too, apparently. Well, that's sad because yeah. it seems like they've gone through enough in their life. They should be given a little bit of a break. I'm missing a fucking leg. I'm going to do steroids. Right, Fuck exactly. You. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so, basically, they find the, uh, the findings of the report shocking and unprecedented. Mm. And they say mm. this is an attack on the integrity of the game. And they say... Therefore, the IOC, uh, oh, this is what the IOC says. They said, well, we will not hesitate to take the toughest sanctions available against any individual or organization implicated. 
Wow. That's some tough talk. Yeah. Does, does that mean we're going to, is this going to be like 1984, uh, 84 all over again? Well, I, I was going to, well, you mean it was 80 and then 1984, right? right. The Americans stayed home from 1980 80, and yeah, the Russians stayed home in 1984, which why at this point, if, if Russian gets all their athletes banning, you know, banned from going to the games, why not invade a country? Right? Yeah, they yeah. got nothing left. The only thing keeping most world superpowers from causing war every two years is the Olympics. Yeah. Sure, And yeah. the worry that you'd look like a dick during the Olympics. Yeah, you get like the cold shoulder when you show up and people are like, Ugh. Hey guys, I'm here to compete. French guy starts a war for some reason. I am here to compete. Yeah. It's like, oh, we seated the Russians right next to the Ukrainians. Awkward. Yeah. Awkward. You know, Russians could always do their own game, though. Oh yeah, oh. the the Russian steroid games. <laughs> that would be actually a lot of fun. We would see humans reach new heights. Yeah, yeah and we'd see lots of nosebleeds, <laughs> which is always great for television. The wait, red really pops in HD. So wait, do steroids cause <laughs> nosebleeds? Is that I missed that connection there? Uh, you Good. know, I think there was a couple sketches on Saturday Night Live where they made fun of people with uh, steroids yeah. and their noses well, bled. You're so strong. Are you, you sure you're not thinking of yeah. Scottish soccer hooligans? Oh, it might have been that, too. Blending it with the guy who has his arms ripped off when he's That's trying. the one I was thinking of, the guy that's trying to deadlift that incredible amount of weight. I think it was Kevin Nealon. Was that who played no, that? No, Nealon set it up. It was Hartman who played the, the weightlifter. Okay. But, yeah. yeah, his arms ripped clear off. Blood went everywhere. And yeah. you know why? Because of steroids. That, so, was, uh, that was a bit. I but mean, it was also great for television. So if that stuff happened in real life, it'd be like the Kardashians. It'd be real. Uh, uh, I don't know, though. I feel like a bit on SNL worth watching. To watch someone actually rip off their own arms, I don't know that I'd want to see that. I'd, I'd pay for it. <laughs> I wouldn't pay for it, but I'd watch the ads. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> You'd watch the trailers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I yeah, think there you, it's go. you know. Uh, but so that, those are the, that's Wado's recommendations. Do you guys have any recommendations? Uh, my recommendation would be to let the Russians play, but give them some sort of handicap. For Ooh, every event, like I for like the hundred meter idea. dash, got to run one hundred and three meters. Okay, <laughs> I, I like that. That's long. It's three meters that's longer. A, that's a three percent punishment. That's a three percent punishment. <laughs> I think any you know, the Russian athlete should be allowed to compete, but under the skull and crossbones, <laughs> under the Jolly Roger, <laughs> yeah, like uh, independently, they're like the pirate nation. Or they could do the events alongside everybody, but like separate. Like they're on a different track, but then they're skyped into the other one. So they could still win, but they would win and not be close to everyone else, and then they just know they were better. Okay. They wouldn't get the medals. Oh, you're like talking about when uh, the hot dog guy did his own competition. Yeah, exactly. Because he was banned from the other one. Okay. Yes, a hundred percent. That's what. That's, that's exactly what, what I'm Bill thinking. You and me are on to. the same wavelength today. Well, the hot dog guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Duh. That reference. <laughs> that <laughs> the old, hot dog eating champ. That old, old Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Not Joey Chestnut, but the Japanese guy who held it before him. Right. Oh. The Kobayashi. 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 Yeah, yep. one year they did it. He was he did his own at the same time in another location in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. And claimed to have beat it, but it was like not part of the competition. Yeah, so. except instead of it being Nathan's hot dogs, he ate armor hot dogs just to get another sponsorship. <laughs> that, that's exactly why he wasn't, you know, valid. Are armor hot dogs still around? Probably not let's go oscar meyer for that joke <laughs> i'll take it back countdown to rio oh, yeah. summer olympics brought to you by 
Funeral home, funeral home. We're going to dress up the funeral home like a funeral home and then have your funeral there. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. We're going to start this off with a countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics death watch. Double dip. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics, death watch, double dip. Brought to you by... Double dip funeral homes, get them in chocolate and caramel. That's an odd, that is an odd spot. I don't know, the sponsor told me to read it. Are they serving the bodies? I read what the sponsors tell me to read. Okay. Rio 2016 sets Olympic record for condoms. Oh, Wait. well, with the Zika, you really got to be careful. To they around. keep these records in the record books? Oh, yeah. All right. Subheadline, my PR's three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, three condoms? Ever? No, like. Or worn in, at the same time. Oh, like, on the same time, like when you, somebody puts on all their clothes. I was going more like in an eight-hour period. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. That was back when I was in game shape, though. Sure, right. sure, yeah. yeah. It's a different exactly. Time. So we're gonna earn the explicit tag today. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Uh, uh, basically, uh, officials have ordered 450. Wait, yeah, 450,000 condoms. Oh, thousand. Just for 450,000 condoms for the more than 10,000 athletes staying in the Olympic Village. That's okay. A mere 45 condoms apiece. I don't know. Well, if that's it's, it's actually over. 10,000. So, okay. So, according to the Sao Paulo newspaper that broke this story and, quite frankly, should be reporting on anything else. Sure. Really, right. anything More else, important things. Uh, there will be 350,000 male condoms. It's original recipe. Sure. <laughs> then you got 100,000 female condoms. Yeah. All right. Extra, I, extra crispy. I assume so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's not all. The IOC says, you know what? Knock yourself out. Lube's on us, too. Hey! 175,000 packets of lube. Wow. That's an incredible. Well, how much is in a packet? I'm not well versed in these things. I don't know. And I and uh, here's the thing. At the press conference, none of the reporters asked. They were too just like, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume. Why don't instead they just go to Costco and get the big tub of lube and then everyone could just draw from that. You want the privacy of having your own lube Yeah, this is something I don't think you've thought about. People are very personal with their lube. It's kind of a personal thing. It's not something they share with others freely. I would right. say, though, it makes sense that this would be the one breaking the record. Because here's the thing. The London Olympic Games, you're surrounded by, you know, English people. Right. So I feel Aww. like it was just the other athletes that people were having sex with. But Rio. those accents. Yeah. Well, hello, hello. Hello, then, governor. So but, it, it, but in Rio, surrounded by all of the beautiful people of Brazil, I feel like there's there's going to be some athlete on civilian sex as well. I think there is. I don't like the way you phrase that, but yes, I do think there will be athlete on civilian sex. Yeah, it makes it sound very civilian on athlete as well. Yeah, exactly. Civilians are equal. Yeah, not in uh, athletic prowess, but (laughs) but in in stature. It breaks. It breaks down to about forty-two condoms per athlete. Okay. Or as the Brazilian slang translates into little shirts. Okay. Really? Apparently, the yeah the phrase uh, for it is uh, it's a. Carnishiasha, something like that, and it's a, the translation is little shirt. Ah, that's oh, kind of delightful. Like a little shirt for your penis. Really anthropomorphizing the penis at that point. Uh, the IOC says uh, this is considered sufficient to encourage athletes to practice safe sex while in Brazil for the Olympic Games. Well, that's good that they're going to be safe in one aspect of their life. How romantic! I hope they're sufficient. I like that. <laughs> like, I like how they said, like, we got four hundred fifty thousand. 
This will be sufficient. Well, I have to assume that some people aren't going to use theirs, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like twenty percent not- have the uh, some sort of a spouse at home or some sort of latex allergy. Latex allergy. Or a lot of guys say that they're never use, telling the truth, yeah. right? Or trying to get the other one pregnant. Ooh, the old sneakeroo. Yeah. <laughs> For some odd reason. <laughs> but basically, this was an area of mismanagement before. Okay. Uh, the free love era of the Olympics began in 1988 in ah, the Seoul Summer Games. Good year. 8,500 condoms available. Oh, that's not going to be That's not enough. sufficient. Of course, this was on a first-come, first-served basis, so only the first three dozen athletes got any condoms. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. bummer. And also, these athletes ruined it for the rest of everyone. They, they ruined the thrill of exhibitionism for everybody as reports of condoms found on the roofs of Olympic residences led the Olympic Ath- Association to ban outdoor sex. Oh. What? Soul Games, last games, you could have outdoor sex as an Olympian. That's horseshit. Wait, so you can only have sex indoors? Correct. That's, That's not natural. Right. doesn't seem to be in the spirit of the Olympics at all. No. My ancestors had sex outdoors. They did. I've been pretty open about the fact that the Olympic Village is my, like, ultimate fantasy. Yes, you have, to a creepy and extent. To a, yeah, to a really creepy extent. But yep, the idea that I would be robbed of the chance to, to live that fantasy out with having sex in, like, a rooftop. Or in a- Somewhere in Seoul, Korea, is horrifying. Yeah. I mean, it crushes me personally. It makes it harder for me to get up in the morning. I'm sorry, Joel. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know what to tell Sounds you. like a tough shake. <laughs> Uh, in uh, the year 2000, year 2000, Sydney year Games, 2000. they had they got 70,000 condoms. Getting so better. Getting yeah. better. However, the athletes blew through those, hopefully just figuratively. Sure. That's another one with a lot of very attractive locals. Right. And Olympic organizers, they blew through those in uh, like uh, half the Olympics. Olympic organizers had to scramble to get another 20,000. Yeah. Wow. We're out of condoms. <laughs> what do Australians going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's and crazy to think of how much sex some people have. It's crazy to think that they ran out. And I believe this is like, they don't pass them out. I believe they have them in bowls like, you know, student health places at the colleges. Sure. You know, so that I ch- thought they put those there just to mock me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm doing fine. And they're like, are you sure you don't want one? No, but that's because, not because I'm not going to use no. I feel like you should have lied. You, you do the yes lie. That's, you know. Yeah, I, I do want that. Yeah. Because I want twice as much as what do most people get? Right. <laughs> How many? It's most people, two? I'll take five. I'll take five. <laughs> do you have any ones for the big penises? <laughs> <laughs> when you say it that way, it makes it sound like you're telling the truth. Uh, so that's embarrassing. Because sure. you, if you're hosting a sex party, you, you want to err on the side of too many condoms. Right. Yeah. Because if you're the type of people that throw sex parties, they're, you're going to use them. They're not going to yeah. go bad. Yeah. I've never thrown a sex party, but I have thrown a wine and cheese party. And, and I always try to get a couple too many bottles of wine and a couple too many bricks of cheese. So if you run out, then people go, oh, this wasn't any fun. It's not where I thought you were going with it. I thought you were about to describe the way that your sex and cheese party devolved into an orgy. <laughs> no. I, I, and that, at that point, we didn't have enough condoms. I had my fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> but, uh, just delightful conversation. So yeah. we've, we've always liked you and Tess. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it starts. So Zika, big concern. Right. Yes. So much so that despite the 450,000 condoms given out, the Australians, the Aussies said, not enough. We're bringing our own. 
Condoms? Uh, we got our own specially formulated antiviral condoms that may Ooh. provide extra protection against Zika. They should give those to everybody then. Competitive advantage, Phil. This is a proprietary oh, come technology. Come on. That's if they have the cure, share the cure. It's not the cure, it's just a special condom. Yeah. I feel like here's they're the being thing. selfish. They could be bluffing. This <laughs> could just be a head game to get in the other competitors' yeah. heads. Or to oh, get yeah. get female athletes to be more likely to sleep yeah. with the yeah, all, mate, all we got antiviral like condoms here yeah. in the outback. <laughs> ah, good eye. We've oh, got antiviral <laughs> condoms in <laughs> the outback steakhouse. <laughs> so, you know, and so, cause, so maybe it's Zika concerns or, or maybe it's Mabel from the rowing team. Or maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, but Rio is tripling the amount of condoms from the London game. London games, 150,000 condoms. That's wow. 15 per person for a 17-day game. London is not a sexy place. Well, this was, I think, assuming that they might not fuck yeah. the night before their event or the right. night after. 17 right. Olympic games, you know. Well, of course you're going to fuck the night after. I can see the night before, but... Right. I think that uh, I think that there should be responsibility on the athletes to bring their own. In my opinion. <laughs> Why do you assume that that's given to you? I don't think they're assuming it, but I do think it's something that they just want to provide for the athletes, you know. I would think that the, the average athlete would bring at least five from home. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, If I were in the Olympic Games, I would bring condoms. Just I'm just, no, all I'm trying to say is that I think that a lot of them are pocketing them for later use. That's oh, what yeah. I think is going on. Stealing the Olympic condoms uh, yep, and I, selling them on eBay. Selling them on eBay, Those official Olympic condoms. athletes. Literally. Sticky fingered for different reasons. But. Goo. Yeah, so basically, if, if people got hot in foggy London town, Rio is uh, going to have it going on. Yeah. yeah. Right? It, it, but there is this, is unless, and this is a local saying, which translates roughly to, if you hear sounds when the loving is down south, hurry, you better move your mouth. Diarrhea, diarrhea. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a... It's a Zika. What, what is that in the original Portuguese? Uh, you know, I don't have it here. Yeah. Also, Rio officials uh, went silent at the press conference when reporters asked about a strike at the port and a Procter & Gamble shipment of Pepto-Bismol left out in the bay. Oh, uh, dear. Yeah, they kind of yeah. ran away from that one. That's smart that of them to do. Yeah. Countdown to Rio. Summer Olympics death watch double dip. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics, death, 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 watch, double dip. Brought to you by... Fun Dip Funeral Homes. Put your loved one inside the candy and then you get a dog to lick it off. Joining us now on the podcast is Oklahoma State's Cowboy Mascot, Pistol Pete. Hi, Pistol. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Pistol Pete here to tell you, go Cowboys, Oklahoma State. Wow, a walking, talking stereotype. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Pistol Pete, what's always struck me about you on the sidelines there at the Oklahoma State games is your large head. Oh, boy, the, yeehaw. The big orange hat and the orange chaps. Absolutely. You know, you're a fun mascot, and uh, I don't know, it's, it's just cool to see you on the sidelines. Well, here's the thing, Jordan. I got something that's not so fun to talk about today. Uh-oh. And whoa, that's whoa, whoa. gun violence. Oh, oh no! P Pistol Pete, we I want to maybe ask you some questions about the college football yeah, season. Yeah, this is a show about. Well, I hear that, nuts. but here's the thing: as Pistol Pete, I feel like it's important for me to step forward and say I'm retracting my long support for the open carry laws in the state of Oklahoma. Wow, you Pistol Pete, the guy who loves guns, 
doesn't want to have open carry laws? Absolutely. Here's the thing. There's almost 40,000 gun deaths in the United States every single year. Wow, I'm learning. <laughs> Absolutely you are. Uh, some 8,000 homicides, almost one in three American people owns a gun. And when you look at other developed nations, you got to admit that we got a serious problem here in the U.S. That's true. There's a lot of shootings, but you, of all people, named Pistol Pete... Supporting gun control, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad you said that, okay? Because here's the thing, pistols are the biggest part of the problem. Really? Handgun violence is really the scourge of America. Last year, there was almost 5,700 murders committed with handguns. Wow, well, in that case, everyone should probably just stick to semi-automatics. <laughs> I hear you saying that, but there's a lot of dangerous semi-automatics, too. Assault rifles, really military-style weapons available to civilians without any good reason. Yeehaw! My gosh, this is way better than hearing about football, right, Jordan? I was not prepared for this segment. I, I thought, Bissell Pete, we were going to talk about Mike Gundy. Uh, he had a really funny haircut at the Big 12 Media Days. Oh, Mike Gundy? Well, no, that, that's their coach. His name's Mike Gundy. He's His a man. His name is Mike Gundy? I don't believe in open carries of Mike Gundy's. I'm going to try and get him to change his name. I don't yeah. think that's necessary. Maybe we just pronounce the D harder. I'll tell you what's not necessary. It's not necessary for a child in the United States to be 13 times more likely to be pilled by a gun than a child in Finland, France, or New Zealand. Yeehaw! Wow. That, I don't know if that warranted a yeehaw, Yeah, but some wow. of these statistics that's are said scary. in a very happy voice, and they're kind of sad statistics. Yeah, I agree. It feels like you're not nailing the tone, Pistol Pete. I can't help how I talk! Well, that's true. I, I don't just... want my, my normally outward extroverted appearance to make anybody think that I'm not deeply concerned about the state of gun violence in the United States! Well, Pistol Pete, can I ask you a serious question? Aren't you afraid that all of your fans who might be pro-gun, might th th see this flip-flop of yours as something that they would hold against you. Absolutely. This is a very divisive issue. And as Pistol Pete, I feel like I've stood on one side of it for a very long time. You did. But after seeing what's happened in America this year and the last few years, I knew that I, Pistol Pete, yeehaw, had to take a stance. So will you still be using your shotgun, which seems to be the gun you fire most from the from the pregame? Will you still be using that as part of your pregame celebration? Well, I'm going to register my shotgun, and I'm only going to use it for bird hunting. It Certainly was unregistered beforehand? <laughs> you were shooting an unregistered shotgun before On a college games? campus? Oh, my God. Pistol Pete. No, Pistol Pete, you can't yeehaw your way out of this one. Pistol Pete, this is a pretty serious breach of the law here. Absolutely it was, and I feel terrible about no, it. No, but this I'm is a law. You can't just go to a judge and say you feel terrible about it. You have to pay. You have to pay for your crimes. Well, I'm hoping that my, my, my steady presence as a spokesperson moving forward against gun violence is going to help them be lenient in any future sentencing. I don't, Jordan, Yeehaw! isn't your father a Supreme Court judge? You, yeah, you, you're talking about Chief Justice Pomerville. Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I feel like he should learn about this. Yeehaw! Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that you should go up the river for this, Pistol Pete. Go to Michigan and Supreme Court Justice Pomerville? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I just, I think Pistol, Pistol Pete, if you thought about changing your name, do you think maybe a rebranding of your image would go to maybe help uh, stem the problem of gun violence? Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got any pitches? I've, I've been pondering a few of these. Okay. Pondering Pete. Uh, pondering yeah. Pete, for instance. That's There's a good one. one. That's a thoughtful name. Uh, how about uh, hashtag no justice, no peace, Pete? That's a pretty long one. <laughs> That's a long one. It doesn't feel very, like, cheery, you know. Okay, well, well how about 
uh, cattle brand, Pete. Sticks with a cowboy theme. Can, can I do oh, a okay. pitch for you, Pistol Pete? Yeah, okay, what you got there? How about you change your name to Pistol Peace? <laughs> well, the pistol's still in there. It's still in there, but you're talking about peace. Maybe we emphasize the peace a little more, Pete. Yeah, also, yeah. also, Pete's my name. Yeah. Oh, I thought your name was Pistol. Well, it's Pistol Pete. But... Okay. Oh, wait, Pistol's... Oh, I thought the same. I thought Pete was the nickname and Pistol right, was exactly. the name. Oh, that's weird. I okay. thought your name was like Pistol Jones and you went by Pete because you're... Because the alliteration. Little, right. Yeah. Well, No. Okay, well, I'm sorry. It seems like you've run out of gas here, Pistol Pete. We kept you on the mic for a little too long, and I apologize for that. Thank you for coming by. I really hope you register that shotgun sometime soon. And Jordan, let your dad know, Pistol Pete should definitely be arrested. now on the podcast and i'm very excited to have him uh one john gruff hello it's a pleasure to be here great to have you yeah, on it's good to be here well one of the most legendary cold warriors worked I for was, the cia for many years i was a spy in russia for a lot of years knows a lot of things uh that he probably can't tell us on air here. no i can tell you everything oh, Whoa, oh i'm really? here to clear the air what do you I don't have, the air I don't have a lot of years left in me i'm very old Okay, you know, because we have I was... some questions about Central America in the 1950s. Uh, I'm talking about Russia. Oh, okay. Talking about the Russian doping scandal, which apparently only happened recently. Or did it? Well, they recently caught oh. them. No. Yeah. It's been happening for years. Whoa. Why Look bl- at the signs. Look at the signs, Jordan. Okay. Look at the signs, not Jordan. <laughs> Which what? Uh, yeah, this, that's Joel. Yeah. Uh, what? What sort of signs should we be looking for? Do you remember the space race? Of course, oh, yeah. of course. When well, Yur- not Yuri remember, but... Gargan went into space. <laughs> you know why he was able to survive space? It was Yuri Gagarin. He was doping. Oh well, I mean, I don't know that you need to dope. He to... was doping. He was injecting. Pure cobra semen into his veins before he went up into space. How is cobra? That's why he was able to beat us in the space race. Well, it seems like they beat us in the space race because of the work of hundreds of different engineers that were all doping. All what doping? And wait, you're saying the Russian engineers who like did Sputnik and put the first man in space doping? Yeah, they were injecting dolphin brains directly into their brains. It's an illegal substance. It makes you smarter. That's not anatomically but it's also very illegal okay well yeah it, it's it very, sounds illegal. very illegal so that's why i think that in the history books there should be a little asterisk there next to next to space race we destroyed so them in the space race all right all right uh well that's that is an interesting and bizarre uh fact and true fact right but we you okay, know what well, we we beat them to the moon so yeah. uh hey we did beat them to the moon you know what our guys matter. you could test you could test buzz aldrin's blood yeah would been Completely clean of cobra semen and dolphin brain. <laughs> Completely I'll clean. I bet you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that seems reasonable. It's not the only way the Russians have really screwed us in the past, though. Okay. Remember the remember chess? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they were chess, they were, they were chess dominant long chess champions line, for a long yeah, time. Dominant like chess grand champions. Yeah. They, like, they call them. One would think they were doping. How do you dope for chess? They were injecting. Pure, so there's a chemical compound that's pure LSD and grounded up elephant ivory tusk that they used to make their pawns so they could become one with the warriors on their board. <laughs> so they. I'm sorry. I wait. What? 
I don't know that that would help you play chess at all. Yep, it's LSD. Okay. And then they ground up elephant ivory tusk, which is the same ivory used to make the chess pieces. Oh, and then they... they so it's then like they, they were snorting pure chess pieces. They snorted it up their nose, and then they became one with the pieces on the chessboard. We they still had to have a little distance from the chessboard. <laughs> they were right in there, man. I don't, I don't see how that would really help you win it at did. chess, though. Well, look at how dominant they were. They, they were down for a very long time. Could just be because they were really good at chess. Listen, not Joel. It's because they were doping. It's Joel. Yeah. It is Joel. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, not Joel. Okay. I can see through your ruse. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Ruski. I'm not Whoa. at all Russian. Whoa. Wait. Yeah. But let's maybe bring this back to you were talking about things that Russia did. That Yeah. Uh, have you ever enjoyed the Russian ballet? Ever watched their specials on PBS? I, I have. Personally, yeah. But like uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov. Yeah. The The... The Bolshoi, yeah, it was, it's a long yeah, tradition. Yeah, the Nutcracker thing. Do you yeah. know what PBS stands for? What? Performance blank steroids. <laughs> sure, it's not public. They were showing system. Russian ballet members who were juicing. They were eating whole swan chemical distilled blood before they went on so they could actually become swans. Oh, during. you're talking about that drug that transforms you into swans. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's I'm, the one uh, they took. That makes you so much more graceful than you'd be so when you're off So much more graceful, yeah, yeah. They actually distilled swan blood, injected it directly into their eyeballs. Why their eyeballs? Because it gets into the chemical, your blood faster. It's in your blood faster that okay, way, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Gruff, I, I hate to be uh, a skeptic here, but it just seems like this all sounds very far-fetched to me. Well, I was a spy, and I saw it firsthand in the same way you might have enjoyed some Russian film classics in the past. Oh, yeah. Remember Sergei Eisenstein? Oh, oh yeah. Who gosh. juxtaposed October, shots together. Yeah. He did oh. the collision Battleship editing. Potemkin yeah. collision editing. The only collision that he had was a collision with performance-enhancing <laughs> drugs. Okay, well, that is... That's ridiculous. That's not ridiculous. Also, oh, a lot time, of artists take drugs. I don't think that's that big. These were performance-enhancing, and therefore the film shouldn't have come out. The other yeah. ones, it was like Oliver Stone. It's like uh, running a marathon with ankle weights. Okay. The way with the kind of drugs he was taking, Eisenstein was taking drugs. So he, this is the cocktail that he used, what? right? Okay. Uh, what, yeah. what, what's in the cocktail? So that he the used? government had a compound that they just call H. We think it's horse meat, but they call it H, right? And then they mix it with. They have two parts of that, and then they have something they call oxycodone. So it was H two O, two parts horse. One part oxycodone. That, it makes you really good at filmmaking. Are there like a, think that that's are there a lot of people in the CIA with uh, chemistry backgrounds? I'm just curious. You have to be. You have to be to work with the Ruskies. Right, but you would think H2O. Do you, do you, do you see what you might have missed there? No. Oh, H2O water. is hydrogen. Yeah. Uh, two parts hydrogen. One not part that water. H2O, not Jordan. <laughs> I'm talking about H2O. I know. I just wonder Horse if you maybe made Horse 2 oxycodone. <laughs> this is the lesser known I, H2O. I'm maybe. just really not sure how horse meat I feel like you are all purposefully blind. I'm not purposefully Remember blind. Russian literature? Yes. Remember that? Yes. War and all Peace? All bullshit. It's, bu- it's performance enhanced bullshit. And how how are the Every Russian? How are the greats? They pass their urine tests by putting in cow urine. 
They weren't urine testing Dostoevsky. Exactly, because of a government conspiracy oh. to make sure they weren't urine testing. He's the way, right. They were, they were not urine testing yeah, Dostoevsky. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the point, Joel. Yeah, that's the point. We've also crossed able to get by. He was writing under the czars, not, not you know, Yeah, exactly. Soviets. A very long-standing history of performance and This seems almost drugs. like institutional drug use. Institutional. Yeah. It's gone back as long as time. Remember when the Russians first took over Russia? You know why they were able to do that? Why they were able to conquer Russia? Why? Were, How could they do Performance enhancing drugs. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. That's partially true in a sense because the, the Rus tribe were, were Scandinavians who settled in that part of the world, and they did have the berserkers who drank their, uh, their hallucinating mushrooms. Exactly. Hallucinating mushrooms. And then they also just took the blood of other Russians, and they boiled it until it becomes a supercharged, almost like Red Bull-type drink. You're saying they drink the blood of fellow countrymen yeah. and it gives them wings. It gives yep. them the Red Bull effect. It gave them wings and that's where they took over their country. If you guys look not Joel and not Jordan, if you guys are going to stay blind to this forever, you're just part of a long-standing Russian conspiracy. I can't take this bullshit anymore. I'm going to expose it. I'm going to expose you. Well, I don't think you can expose Me and Edward Snowden, Russian, <laughs> are going to expose you. How He's taking you, it down from the inside. How did you make it as a spy? It seems like everything you've done here runs completely contrary to what a spy does, which is take actual factual information and not let other people find out about it. You were widely communicating fictional information. Do you know why I came on this podcast? Because I know that deep inside the coding of what you say, you're sending messages back to the Ruskies. You're sending messages back to the Ruskies. And I saw what you guys are doing. You guys have beers before the podcast often. It's a per- podcast performance enhancing uh, liquid. You've got to get it out of your system beforehand so it's fair to the Listen, other podcasters. Mr. Gruff, the crow croaks at midnight. And I think that you are just being completely ridiculous here in what you're saying. You guys want any Coke? No. No. All right. You guys need this knife? <laughs> no. All right, I'll take it with me. No problem. <laughs> Thanks. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash sports the number three podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to TSU.co slash sports number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, Rube Ferns. Rube Ferns. Rube Ferns. Rube Ferns. These are ferns that obviously grow around people who are uncultured. Uh, they're suckers, yeah. yeah. These ferns are real rubes. I <laughs> know uh, Rube Ferns, born James Ferns, uh, October 30th, 1873. And died. obviously changed it to Rube, as sure. one does. Yeah, exactly. He uh, died June 11th, 1952, never forget. Was an American boxer of the early 20th century. Mm. He was nicknamed the Kansas Rube, and he held the World Welterweight Championship from 1900 to 1901. Okay. Yep. He was a formidable and scrappy with a good punch. 
oh, oh, good. I would hope so as that's a boxer. That's going to be valuable to a boxer. That's right how now. you get yeah. to the top of the boxing exactly. world. You're formidable and you have a good punch. You bet. He defeated such men as mysterious Billy Smith, Eddie Connolly, Bobby Dobbs, William Matty Matthews, Frank Earn, Owen Ziegler, Scaldy Bill Quinn, Harry Pigeon, Frank Dutch Neal, Patty Pertell, and Shorty Ahern. Just a murderer's row of early 20th century welterweight boxers. But he lost the title to Barbados Joe Walcott oh, in December that's 1901. Just ridiculous. Yep, he was known as a powerful hitter with a impressive knockout record. Yeah. Yeah. So he did some amazing things early in his career. One per- reporter described Ferns as one of the queerest and most eccentric practitioners in a profession that has attracted many freaks. Yes, hence the weird. Yeah, exactly. He was reared on a Pennsylvania farm and always dressed like a stage farmer in go-to-meeting clothes. Hmm? What is... What? He was dressed like a stage farmer in go-to-meeting clothes. Like... What does that mean, I guess? I think it's kind of like uh, when uh, homeless people wear suits. Did he box in a suit? No, I mean, that's what he, he wore. He dressed like a homeless person, you're saying? Yeah, he was a total uh, farm boy. Okay. But he was trying to be a city boy. Oh, so he like he's like, well, I'll just put this patchy sport jacket over my overalls. Exactly. Now you got it. Hmm. Uh, Ferns was tall and angular and did not look like a fighter. According to BoxRec, Ferns began his career in 1896 with six straight knockouts of boxers Jack Doherty, Tom Mackey, Harry Pigeon, Cass Whitman, Ed Doyle, and Fred Ross. Oh, Fred Ross, a fine fighter. Yeah, exactly. Half of these fights were known to have been in the Kansas area. In 1897, Ferns fought some in some larger cities and New England venues, meeting Kid Gardner in a draw in Chicago in February, and Izzy Strauss and Lou Demange in Brooklyn uh, clubs in June. Yeah, exactly. In July, he lost to Bobby Dobbs in Hartford, Connecticut. Fucking Bobby Dobbs. Yeah. Hartford judges. (laughs) But then, on July 15th, 1900, Ferns fought his first bout billed as the world welterweight title, defeating mysterious Billy Smith at the Hawthorne Athletic Club in Buffalo, New York. Uh, There's still so much that we don't know about mysterious Billy Smith. That's true. Uh, mysterious, uh, mysterious Billy Smith. Spoiler alert: fights dirty. <laughs> Look it up. That's that's the mystery. That's the mystery. Uh, according to Box Rack, Smith knocked Ferns down fifteen times before Woo! fouling him and losing the fight in the twenty-first of twenty-five rounds. Twenty-five? Yeah. That's it, not safe. No, that wasn't about <laughs> safety back then. And he he lost on a foul. Did you say? Yeah. So he would have won. No, yeah, he was knocked down 15 15 times. times. And then he scratched the eight ball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Foot's over the line. You're (laughs) out. Uh, uh, Indicating Fern's claim to the title was not firmly established by this bout, Fern's second defeat of Smith on August 30th gave him a more authoritative claim to the title as he won a more decisive victory and had defeated several important contenders prior to the fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. But Smith was also legendary, mysterious Billy Smith, for his dirty fighting tactics. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Eddie McBride, referee uh, for the January 15th, 1900 bout in Buffalo, 
about between Smith and Ferns wrote, The nastiest fight I ever refereed was between Rube Ferns and mysterious Billy Smith, the toughest mortal that ever entered a ring. The immortals were tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes without saying. Yep. Smith was exceptionally dirty that night and repeated warnings for hitting in clinches having no effect. I disqualified him in the 23rd. (laughs) (laughs) I let the fight go on. For a mere 23 rounds before I stopped him for fighting dirty. (laughs) Smith had deliberately leaned over Fern's shoulder and exploratated in my face. He spit in the ref's face? I guess he's an exceptionally dirty fighter, this mysterious (laughs) Billy Smith. He's not mysteriously an idiot. Yeah, in case you missed that earlier. Very, very dirty fighter. There's so much more, but I want to cut down to boxing achievements so we can give this man his due. Okay. When Ferns took the welterweight title, uh, maybe in a minor dispute, although sources recognize Fern claims of the title as early as his defeat of mysterious Billy Smith in January 15, 1900, though Smith uh, did not, as he claimed he was winning the fight before his disqualification. <laughs> Even though he was knocked down 15 times, he's like, I was totally winning. I was coming in first place. You guys, Patrick Warburton. That's why you don't spit in the face of the referee. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Fern's loss of the title on December 18th, 1901 to Joe Walcott was widely recognized as the date the Walter White plant, uh, Walter White, Walter White, Walter White, the Walter White. (laughs) That's the day that Breaking Bad was written. He goes, I've got an idea. What if somebody who's a chemistry teacher gets cancer and he starts making meth? Like what's cancer? Right. Meth. (laughs) And that brings it down to another wide world of weird sports. I wonder if Mr. Smith makes sure Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close of sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can find all of our podcasts at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. You can check out all of our old episodes there. I know y'all listen on iTunes. We know, we see, we get thousands and thousands of downloads on iTunes, get a couple dozen usually on SoundCloud. That's all right, listen where you can, but check out SoundCloud for once. Hey, hey, why don't you? Uh, you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. We're also live broadcasting sections of our podcast now. Uh, we did our news, news, news segment today was also featured live there. So if you follow us on facebook.com slash sports number three podcast, you can get sections of our podcast up to five days early. That's amazing. Or you can find us on twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. You can see all of our tweets. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Uh, does anybody know why Pistol Pete was getting taken away by the police? Uh, Jordan, did you talk to your Supreme Court father? <laughs> I did, actually. I uh, put a quick uh, text in there. Justice has been done. Mm. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.